Welcome to Look Behind the Look, the new podcast that examines iconic looks in film, television, music, and fashion history. I'm your host, Tiffany Bartok. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Look Behind the Look. Today's episode is with hair designer Liliana Maggio. And what brought us together was actually her Emmy nomination for her work on The Politician. But our interview date kept shifting because, come to find out, she had contracted COVID. And so our date kept shifting. So my intention was to, of course, put this out before the Emmys aired. But now they've aired, of course, um, because I, I just couldn't get it out fast enough. We talked a couple days before the Emmy Awards. So just to give you a heads up on the timeline there. Liliana called in from the Sex and the City reboot. Uh, and just like that, she was over at Steiner Studios and called in. So we had a great talk and we talked about her Emmy nomination. This was her second one. Her first one was for her work on Pose, and we definitely talk about Pose and her experiences with wig god Barry Limo, who you know from listening to this show. And she discusses many of her other projects in this episode, so please take a listen, because we cover a lot. We cover the power and grace of Judith Light, and any excuse to talk about Judith Light is welcome with me, for sure. Uh, West Side Story is another project, of course, that's extremely anticipated, and I can't wait to see it myself, and I know you can't either. And she talks about working on that and watching Steven Spielberg direct. She also talks about how it was Vera Farmiga. When she worked with Vera Farmiga, she realized that you can have it all. And I really loved listening to that realization. That's who she learned that from. And she learned from Serge Normand, of course, on the set that she's on right now. He's doing... um, to Sarah Jessica Parker on And Just Like That. And she also talks about laying her first wig on Bernadette Peters. And here's a little bonus for you. You will hear from me, my most embarrassing moment in life, which involves Bernadette as well. Maybe not the most embarrassing, but definitely top five. So enjoy, and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening. So here we are with Liliana. Uh, you are at Steiner right now yes, right at I'm Steiner Studios at Steiner. which yes. is literally I can see it out my window so I can't believe it's so funny that we're not together <laughs> because I, I should have so just come nice. there and done our first live episode <laughs> with you but everybody knows that it's a blessing to be working at Steiner because it's like the best like there's parking for any New Yorker who drives <laughs> you're like on stage with parking yeah that's amazing goals. and do you, do you live in Brooklyn I don't, I actually, so over the pandemic, I moved up to Westchester, like Northern Westchester. Right. So yeah. Okay. It's, a lot of I people did city. that. Yes. Well, because I was a new, I was pregnant during the pandemic. Um, I actually got pregnant during the politician. So no. all of this whole thing is like very significant and very, it's very special to me. Oh Winning or not, it's just such a special show in general for me. Oh but, um, my goodness. Yeah. Well, wow. So great. tell me more about that. Okay. So we today are here. We're brought together because you're nominated for an Emmy for the politician for hair design. Yes. And congratulations on that. First of all, you. I'm not sure you're even qualified to be in this race. That just shows how out of touch she is really. And it underlines the need for a new generation of young leaders who forgive me, aren't going to be dead in 20 years. We have a family emergency. Insufferable little prick. Reminder, she was in a throuple and I have evidence. Evil little troll. That is all just a little bit of history repeating. And second of all, 
there are so many projects that you're involved in right now. And so, and you just told me that your entire family um, had COVID over the past (laughs) month. So you are a busy, busy bee. And so we can talk about all of the good things first, which (laughs) are your nomination and the success of the show and overcoming COVID and <laughs> a, having a, t- a new baby in the middle of pandemic. What are they going to call this generation of p- pandemic babies? Right. Right. <laughs> I, know. I know you get, we were so nervous of him being social because of it's course. like, of course. I mean, he was conceived right. What a month or so before the shutdown. So February, like, even February, 2020. Inside, yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Wow. So even when he like came about, even his mom wasn't social. He only right, spoke to my husband for like months. I know when they say like, get him out there. I mean, we like, we took the baby on a parade when we first had him because I want him to get all, all the, get all the antibodies and everything. And now it's like a totally yes. different ball game, totally different World. set of rules. And all, the first thing yep. they see is masks. They're going to think that we only have this, you know. I know just having the mask come down he's already giggling like I think peekaboo instant peekaboo I know know, it's really sweet oh so you came to the politician midway right there had been a season and then you came to it yes tell me the backstory of coming to the project because I I'm confused about how it worked time timeline wise with the pandemic and so just explain it to me so the first season was shot actually in LA and oh, it Chris was. Clark. Okay. Yeah. Chris, their high school, like side of, you know, the story was in yep. LA. Chris Clark, who works with um, Ryan Murphy a ton. He's done pretty much, I would say like 80, 90% of all the shows with Ryan Murphy. Um, he did the first season. Then obviously they had um, Hollywood filming. They had another American hard stories like they they have so many things going on so Chris Clark obviously has to pick and choose where he can go and he called me up him and Sherry Lawrence who does makeup for the show I'm sure you've spoken with her I've been dying no I have not yet our paths are are out of sync and I'm desperate to talk to her if you see Sherry tell her I am trying to reach her yes I will if I see her coming out of her car, I'm gonna go grab her. I would yeah, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yes, I'm dying to talk to Sherry. Sherry, of course, is a makeup um designer. She's an incredible department head and makeup artist yep. extraordinaire, pose every all of the shows. Yep. I know it'll be Lily on the streets going after like Sherry. Lily on the streets, yes. <laughs> so silly. Anyways, so um, so Chris Clark was very busy. So the second season was coming to New York for their college season, for their college years. And he asked if I would be available, Sherry knew me from other work, like other jobs that we've had. So since you were nominated, makeup, it just worked out. You were nominated for Pose as well, right? For your yes, Emmy. This, yep. The previous season with Barry Lee Moe, who yes. I'm, you've, I, I love, love one of my Barry. favorite people in the world. How can he not um, be? Yes. I know he's the best. Perfect but human yeah, being. He, he had me on pose last two seasons, God. you know, because there's so many, it's such, it was such a long season to last year with the pandemic and everything. The pose so season. I was able, yeah. So uh-huh. I was able to fill in, you know, be like an extra set of hands when they needed it, which was fantastic and great because I love that. I love that job. 
but um but yeah so chris and sherry gave me a call asked me if i'd want to do it with with sherry and i said yes and and it's totally up my alley i love contemporary fun like fashion hair because mm-hmm. especially coming from like the last job that he did was a, more of a period piece um west side story before the pandemic you know there's like rules the 50s the 60s whatever it is this is the look <laughs> this is what they did this is what you do and that's kind of it yeah. so on something when it comes to like contemporary more really more like fashion stuff it's like everybody's kind of watching a show like that for the fantasy side of it like it's not really yeah. you're not going to question like why these broke like college students with no money are wearing beautiful gucci shoes <laughs> <laughs> you know have like the biggest designers on they have no money but right just, people details want, details i think yeah i think people when they tune into something like that they want to watch that's what they want yeah. just like sex in the city you know you just mm-hmm. want to see like you're there for that, for the fantasy part of it. Mm-hmm. So I love being able to do that kind of hair where you don't have to explain anything. You just, it's a crazy texture for whatever reason, because it looks really cool with the costume. <laughs> and you're talking about um, Lucy's hair, Lucy Boyton's hair yes, when you're talking. So, so you, so Chris Clark was like, hands off, do whatever you need to do to create the second season looks is, or did you guys yeah, have sort of a handoff? Okay. He Great. did give me, he gave me like a rundown of the characters, like who they were. I mean, after watching, you get, get an idea, of course. but I think more of a backstory of stuff where Ryan wanted to go. So it was going to be a bit more of a, a step, a step or a level more of, of like maturity, I guess, of them going yeah. from high school to college. Yeah. Um, and then speaking to the actors, since they've already lived their character for a season, you know, they, they had an idea of where they wanted to go as well. Yeah. So it's kind of a collaboration for sure. I'm curious how Lucy works because she is so in that world of high fashion. And so what was that yes. collaboration like? Oh my God. I, I really enjoyed working with her. Like she is, she was, it was just so much fun because mm. so Claire Parkinson, who does co- costumes, who's also nominated, I think for costume uh, design for the politician. So she would have her fittings. She would send us an email with everybody's looks for, you know, each, each scene. And then normally between like Timothy, the key, uh, Lisa and I, we would figure out for the actors that we were working with, like where we wanted to go, what we might want to do with the silhouette, mm-hmm. with like the outfits and everything. So with Lucy, I would usually tell her like, oh, I saw the outfit. I feel like you need volume here. You need volume there. I mean, it's also a bob. So there's really only so much you can do. You really got to figure out. I think the fun part was like the challenge of figuring out how to make her bob look different you know so it wasn't yeah. like the same I mean honestly let's talk about bobs for a second I mean I'm a, a 90s Sorry, girl so I'm all I, over the place no you're not at all no please I am I always I am always don't ever think that there's like any linear what no I drive my listeners bananas so so <laughs> so the graduated bob right is what I grew up with Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember nineties, right? Nearly ledges, like nearly. Yes. <laughs> I would look for signs all through town that said like practicing graduating bobs and just like knock on them and be like, you can use me. And that's how I would get my bobs. And then there's the mom that's bob. Awesome. Oh my God. Yes. And then there's the Lisa Rinna bob, which is like the layered bob. Right. Yeah. And so what, did you have a name for this Lucy bob? Well, so the funny thing, so Lucy normally gets her hair cut by Jenny Cho who is uh-huh. in LA who I 
never met her, but I'm an admirer of her work because bobs are tricky. They are, they oh. can, they can hit the mom bob, like yes. just with the wrong angle, it's with true. the wrong elevation. It can just become a mom bob. So, so, so Lucy came in. Yeah. So like Lucy came in with the Jenny haircut. Um, but knowing that we're going to be in New York and she was going to be filming the majority of the time, I asked her, I'm like, do you mind if I maintain your haircut? She's like, no, that makes absolute sense. She was so, she was just so cool. I think we were able to talk and I felt like she trusted me, you know, from the get go. Like we, we understood each other. We understood, we, I think I love like her London look. Like, I just love that London effortless, like punkish, but feminine look. Yeah. So, so I think from the beginning, we're able to talk about hair and after, when she needed to trim, it just worked out. She let me trim it. So we didn't really have a name for it. I think actually there might be a nickname of like the Cho Bob or the Cho Chop or something like Cho that. Chop. That comes from, that's cute. Yeah, that comes from like Jenny's haircuts. Cause they're really like, they're just modern bobs They're they're simple and they, they're, they're just, they're very cool. So I use that as the, um, I mean, I had a great base to, to start off or jump off. And then from there, kind of as we went along, uh, Lucy was like, can we, we maybe go just a little bit shorter? Ah. And I'm like, all right, let me see the script. Let me see where we're at. Let's see. Oh, for continuity. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So every, so, so I think twice we're able to t- take it just a little bit shorter, a little bit shorter. And then from there, we, we started to let it grow up. Cause I think like award season was when we're, when were we finishing? We wrapped around February 2020. Yeah. So I think like award season. And that's when you got pregnant. Up. And that's when you got pregnant. And that's when I got pregnant. Wow. Yep. A lot of stuff. It was very exciting. And then the, the second season came out in fall? In the. Up to, during the yeah, pandemic? I think, okay. It was I think during. it was during the pandemic. Yeah. And so, okay, this is amazing. I want the, the uh, what I wanted to talk to you about was that turf war of the one artist cutting the hair. And I'll, I'll never forget when um, I, I interviewed Garen for something, for something. And oh, uh, uh-huh. we were talking about his Oscar looks and everything. And he would get so upset because he'd say, well, for Courtney Love's Oscar look, I mean, that's my haircut. And, you know, and another stylist is the one who styles it that day. So it's like, it's yes. so funny. It's sort of like it in is. makeup, in makeup Sorry, when they, ahead. when they design the look, I designed the look, but this person executed it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's awesome to hear how gener- generously you're sharing this haircut. <laughs> no, and it's so funny because like, I think the, the longer I've been doing this, the more I realized. I guess so because of social media, the importance of giving somebody the credit for what they right. do. So, and I, because right. I don't, sometimes I think before social media, you just didn't think it was just like, no. okay, this is the work that I did. Yeah. But without really realizing, like, oh, okay, you have to make sure I tag the colors. Oh, my I have to make God. sure I tag the, because it's so not intentional. Totally. I, like, I mean, on my part, it definitely isn't intentional if something was ever missed in my past. Right, exactly. But exactly. now I'm like, I have to make sure because somebody had asked me about a look for Lucy, and I'm like, no, no, no. I had given her that haircut, but <laughs> somebody else styled her for that appearance. <laughs> Because it's, you know, know. I would never want to get on someone's bad side. It's like, I, yeah, I would never want to take credit for something I didn't do. Well, you certainly deserve, 
and you, cause, because you, because you deserve credit for what you did do, you know, and you want to like claim it and you know, it's, it's an awkward thing, you know, it's for artists. It's always so difficult to claim what you own and what you've created. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, Especially when it's like a collaboration, you know, know. because I feel like for me as a department head, I love having a team where we can, I love having a team where we all have different strengths so that we know when something comes up, you're able to pull from each other and be like, Hey, what do you think about whatever, Mm. whether it's a period thing, whether it's a wig thing, whatever it is, but you're able to work together. Yeah. So then at that point, when somebody's asking who did this, I'm like, well, we all did. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's true. And that's why. So when, when you're nominated for the Emmy, do you submit one episode? Yes, of course. Yes. They okay. ask us to submit one episode and they then you, you have to, or the producer. Yes, as okay. a department head, as a department head, which episode you would like to um, submit to be uh, considered. Okay. For and a, which a episode was this one nominated? Which one? So this is episode six, okay. which I believe is titled what is in the box. And the funny thing is, even though we're nominated for contemporary hairstyling, we actually had like three or four different flashbacks of like different okay, periods. Good. So that was kind right. of, you know, it was kind of cool to show a little bit of variety, even though it is contemporary. Yeah. You know, I think that's obviously our strength. But yeah. um, yeah. Well, speaking of contemporary, let's talk about Judith Light, who is the ultimate. My son and I have been watching um, Who's the Boss? We watch two episodes every oh. day. <laughs> no way. I know. And I so it was so funny when I had to, um, had to binge the politician, you know, I was like, I, my son walked by and he was like, what she's wait, wasn't who's the You're boss in the eighties. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, that's her. And I'm like, I know she's like, ageless. So she looks amazing. So can we and talk the about her person? Hair? I mean, I've never heard a bad thing about Judith light ever. I, she is a force. Her and Jean Smart could take over the world, I feel like. Oh right? Why can't they yes. be presidents? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I would take but, like the um, next 12 years of their presidency. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would love it. She's the best. So what was but working look, with Judith like? That It was great. It, it was it was really funny because when we first started, sorry, I can hear an alarm that keeps going oh, on. Oh, I can't hear it. I can't hear okay, it. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great, great. Um, so when we first started, I had just finished West Side Story and started The Politician. And on West Side Story, um, oh, who was it? There was an actress that had worked closely with Judith Light. So somehow she already heard about, I think, Tim and I. So when we first met her, she's like, we've heard great things about you guys. Let's get started. And like Judith, okay, Light, Judith Light had heard about yeah, you from the yes. West Side Story actor. Yes. Oh, and my hello, gosh. When we got nominated, who texted? Judith Light. I'm like, Stop okay, it. that alone. That's oh it. I, that's all I need. Oh my god. She's so classy. <laughs> she is. She really, really is. But so when we got talking to her, we under she gave us a little bit of where her character was going. We knew about the thruple. We but we didn't know everything else that was, that was gonna come along with it. <laughs> so it's a matter of like trying to figure out what's like a classic look right. for you know a politician person. Yeah, for a politician, but also who you would, who's also sexy. I mean, want to get busy with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So, so we, you know, so we we 
ended up getting a wig for her just because she was going to be in so so much. We like to keep as much time so they're not sitting in our chair for so long. Uh huh. Um, right. And we we decided on the length. I gave the the wig a haircut. And between Tim normally did her every day, um, but between the three of us, we decided. You know what, what's Tim's la- what what's her, Tim's what, last name? Tim Harvey. Oh, Tim Harvey. You, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you need to meet him. Okay, he has done <laughs> Pose Politician. He's been on so many things here on Sex in the City with us as well. Well, the reboot Sex in the City as mm-hmm. well. But he's such a great he's such a great person because it's not just hair, but it's like his soul is beautiful Aww. and he's so much fun. But um, but he so he was the key on the politician. Okay. And him and Judith got along so great. It was like they were the funniest things to see in the trailer every day together. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was so funny. Even if it was 2 a.m. or midnight, oh, it was there were still labs. Her they, energy is just left. endless. How does she do yes. it? I don't know. She's just, so they're great. But um, yeah, so between the three of us, we kind of just figured out we didn't want anything too stiff. It had to move around so she can play with it. Yeah, and I think we're able to figure that out. We changed it a little bit throughout the season, uh, you know, just so because I think also maybe sometimes some actors, well, not actors, but you know, you can get bored doing the same, of course, every day for yeah. four six months. And the character allowed us to be able to kind of change it a little bit. So sometimes a little bit more textured, a little bit more tousled, um, and other times a bit more, you know, more controlled. But for the most part, it was just trying to find like that kind of I guess a lob for her yes (laughs) yes and it normally just always fell back in place it was perfect Uh, were there extensions or is that all her hair or did you put it's actually a wig a wig okay got it well it moves like natural hair it was beautifully right yes yeah it was a very well made wig it's wig associates they're in here in New York and um in LA wig associates they're great beautiful great team and then Bet has a personal, yeah. A, yep. Okay. Yep. Matt Bette Midler. Wilson. Okay. Okay. Matt said, Wilson does her. Okay. And then she had the bangs the, that she are the to be yep. not a joke. The, those bangs are not a joke. They're the bangs that I dream about. <laughs> but then her, it's so funny because she had a very set look. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Matt, I remember I did ask Matt a couple of questions about her look in order to, you know, submit the episode. And he said that he did do a transition because she becomes, you know, she starts her relationship with, um, right. Who's the character's name, but the, the thruple, the yes. third, you know, character in, <laughs> or in bed with a uh, Judith Light's character gets kicked out for a little bit and goes to Bette Midler's character. So her hair actually kind of loosens up, but she becomes a little bit more, right. you know, relaxed. Sex, sexy hair midway there. That's great. Oh yeah. my gosh. They've all still got it. It's amazing. And so, so now you're on sex in the city. Um, you're on, and just like that, that's where you are right now. Yep. Okay. Yep. And are you working with Serge yep. and stuff there or how? Oh, how is- yes. He, so he's the one that's very busy today. So Sarah Jessica Parker has the first half of the day. She has a lot of scenes on her own. So Serge is has been busy since five in the morning today. Serge, Serge Normont for our listeners. Yep. Is, um, He's so sweet. Legendary. Oh yeah, I, it's ridiculous. Legendary. Ridiculous. When he came I in mean, on set, I was like, uh, I'm going to be watching just because I would yeah. love to learn if you don't mind. And he's like, I don't know if you're going to learn anything. Oh, come on, laughing. Serge. Like, oh, please. Please. I mean, if, yeah, you don't so learn, if you don't learn anything else with Serge, it's just like, it's just 
even how to behave. Like, even if you're not a hair designer, it's like, it's like you just learned how to have manners by watching Surge for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, just because I had seen him on a photo shoot, I think for divorce. And j- exactly, oh, he just, his presence. So gracious. Just, yes, just goes in, does what he does, you know, very, it's just so sweet. I would, I'd love to work with him more. Oh my gosh. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. And, and are you de- department head on, on, and just like that or. No. What so I'm your- king for my friend, Nikoya. Okay. Nikoya Yancey. It's going to be another good. fantastic hairdresser. Aww. But yeah, so we're doing. So, um, Cynthia, Kristen and Sarah Jessica have their personal hairdressers and then, and makeup. And we get to do all the like new characters. So it's pretty exciting because, you know, where there's like characters that we've never, that we never got to see on Sex and the City. Because times have changed, culture has changed. So, so that being part of that is pretty cool. Is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. The new wave. And then uh, you probably can't tell me anything about West Side Story, which I'm dying, Uh, dying, dying to see. Just, I got to work with uh, Rachel. I most, I pretty much did her throughout the whole movie. Um, Rachel Zegler, she, her voice, just wait for her voice. Just Ah! wait for her voice. Doing her hair and having her rehearse and just even saying hello to somebody. How are you? Was like chills. <laughs> yeah, she, I just got chills just now. Oh my gosh. It was oh. it to be part of something that big was so exciting. It was so much hard work. And I was part of the hair team that was led by um um oh my gosh, Kay Giorgio. Sorry. Wow. Uh Kay Giorgio, who is a legend as well. She's like a wig master. She just can turn anything into like this beautiful wig and make it look like the hair. Like nobody could believe that a majority of the cast, especially the dancers, had wigs. Um, Would you say you got a, most of your wig expertise from Pose or before Pose or where did it come from? I, think I mean, I'm some, sure you had it to get to Pose, but then. I think it's just a mix. Like, it's funny though, because people approach wigs differently. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's like the period, I don't know if it's the hair department, um, but you know, Kay and Barry, I think, execute like such quality work, but they approach it so differently. Oh. So I think for me, when I work for or under somebody, I adjust according to how they want their, how they want the show to look or be. What's an example of how they approach it differently? Um, I think preps are quite different. Ah, you prep. Know, mm-hmm. pre- like a prep, obviously everybody knows there's such different ways of doing it, but there's like preps in certain ways yeah they're just they can be quite different they were quite Mm -hmm. different from each other um even finessing the hairline I know like I don't know what tricks and stuff because they're not mine to share Uh uh (laughs) uh-huh I don't know what I'm allowed to do right 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 right. some people I understand some people like to dye the lace with like tea bags and some others will maybe use some uh, makeup to like or something yeah so it's just like little things like that but it's like everybody finds it works for them mm-hmm. so when I'm doing something for myself I 
I think I've just gathered all the information and decide what works for that job. Exactly. Oh, that's really, really interesting. Yeah. Stuff you don't think about. Um, Wow. Okay. Well, West Side Story comes out in the fall, correct? December. And they'll be December and they'll be going for the Oscars hard. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, probably. Oh my gosh. I just can't wait. We keep (laughs) all the dances. We all follow each other on Instagram and stuff. And it's like every so often somebody just has a must have like is going through down memory lane of some sort and post mm-hmm. something we're like oh, I can't wait oh I can't wait God. watching Steven Spielberg work was incredible a director really? that just like knows what he wants how he wants to put it together shoots exactly you know what he needs for this one snippet and then shoots what he needs for this other like I'm I come from the tv world where you film the whole scene you know from ah, every ca- camera angle interesting and with him it wasn't like that. Like he knew exactly where he was going to start, like cut into this one setup, cut out of it, cut into this other setup. It was, I it was, it's really like movie magic. <laughs> wow. So, cool. so, so it's more efficient that way you feel like it was just like, I think fa- so. and it ran faster. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, I mean, cause in I'm TV, like, but you know, I just enjoy what I do. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, I'm here anyway. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> but it, see, it felt like, to me, I think also because there's so much dancing and singing, so be able to be able to just use their energy when they needed it. I think from of the outside, course. in my head, I'm thinking, right. oh, you're, you're, I mean, it just seems like the most efficient way to get what you need. That makes a lot of sense. Right. And did they sing live and you heard the track? I mean, were they, yes, oh, both. that must've been, I can't even, I just got chills again. <laughs> I know, especially because my first full-time TV job was Smash. So I just thought you always went to work and got to listen to Bernadette Peters sing and, you know, like just Christian Boyle, like everybody, just like, just have these beautiful voices around you, just singing and dancing. Do you know? And it's not like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you know Bernadette Peters, um, like changed my life and then you know, you know, when you were, you were just talking to my husband in, um, you yep. did coming up roses, right. With Bernadette Peters. It's a small indie with Rachel Brosnahan, who's an angel. And, um, so at the screening of that, um, Jace was like, you know, I'll introduce you to Bernadette. Right. And I've met, I've met a million people. Like I don't get starstruck. Like I I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I love people and I love actors and I love what they do, but I started to cry when I, <laughs> It was the she worst. She was probably so sweet about it. No, no. She was freaked out. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. and she was, I was like, hi, it all started out fine. You know what I mean? I, my, you know, I was, I was like, this is Tiffany. She's your, your biggest fan. I swear to God, really the biggest. And I was like, and I went to shake her hand and that's when it happened. Like some kind of electricity like transpired and I, I could started to well up and then I tried to push it down, you know, like this is not happening. Yes. And she was like, okay. And she just like went, went over to the other side of the room. <laughs> I'll never oh forget it. And Jace was, and I had to sit and watch the screening, you know, and I was just like, oh my God, that was the most embarrassed I've ever been in my life. <laughs> it was really funny. Oh Looking back, God. it was funny. No, so that reminds me, like, so on Smash at the Rap Party, um, I've been married before. My ex-husband was is an ang- well, who isn't a fan of Angelica Houston. But at the rap party, she happened to be there. She's so sweet. So I'm like, oh, you know, Kim, this is Angelica, blah, blah, blah. And she's so graceful 
you know, reaches out to shake his hand and he wouldn't let go of her hand. <laughs> and he just stayed there shaking her hand. And I finally, I, I don't even know what I said, but we were just laughing. I mean, we were just laughing at the end of that because I don't, she just like stayed there. So sweet. Hi, yeah, nice She's to like, meet you. This happens She's- to me every seven days. And this is what I do when this happens. <laughs> so sweet though. My husband was like mortified. My husband oh, was mortified. It was so funny. That's it was really so funny. funny. I mean, it's these yeah. legends that do that to us, right? I Absolutely. Because we work with people that you see on camera, on TV, yeah. on in cinema or wherever. But like, I, I don't know if it's when, when it's somebody that you maybe grew up with. Or, or like know, affect, like, change something for you yes. emotionally. Yeah. Like yeah. you gave I've, me this whole world of musical theater and it's all happening yes. you're standing right here you know I know oh, I know gosh. I do have a good story with Bernadette on that job so on that coming, job, up ro- coming up coming up roses, roses. Or smash. yeah okay coming up roses that was I think my second job ever film and tv ever I was wow. working for um Ashley Fox who had come from LA moved to New York she was a makeup artist hired me as a hair person for her movies I was super excited and I was so confident in hair in general, you know, because I'd been yeah. doing it for a while. But when it came to wigs, that was my first experience. So my first experience oh. with the wig is with Bernadette Peters. Stop it. And I'm like, um, yeah. I mean, I still look back and it's, it, it, you see rippling in the front. And I don't even, that day, the morning of was a nightmare because I think there was three people trying to figure it out and not nobody really knew what they were doing when it came to like the hairline but the styling part of it I was like great I styled it all of that then when it came to like actually you know putting it on her yeah I think a week or so before I I had to be honest with her I was like okay Bernadette you have worked with like way more wigs than I ever have I never told her that I'd never worked. <laughs> right. Of course. Yes. No, this is great. This is great. Okay. And she was like, okay, sweetie. I'm like, I showed her this, the style that we had put it up on. She was happy with it, put it on her. I'm like, you know, but my concern was always like the hairline. There was just, I always t- heard fear about the hairline and the lace and blah, blah, blah. Right. And yeah, there is, I guess, fear when it's not a custom made wig, when it's not, when things are done Right. Right. But it really isn't that once you know what, what you're looking for, what you're doing, it's a totally different story. But like she was the sweetest person. She's like, that's fine. I'm pleased to doing my prep. I'm gonna show you what I do. We're gonna pop it on. It's gonna it's gonna be just fine. I was like, I could You know what? I you cried. Yeah. I probably, yeah, I'm sure yeah. I cried. Yeah. I, I was so relieved and so grateful yeah. for her being just so supportive. And I think because at that point, oh, you know, that. she knew that my job as a hairdresser, like I knew I, for that show, she would get a blowout every Monday morning. She'd get a blowout that would have to last through Wednesday or Thursday, Mm -hmm. you know, or as long as we could do it. Um, And it did. So I feel like, you know, I kind of, well, I guess I I won her over with like, no, that she knew that I could do hair. When it came to that one scene with the wig, I just needed her help. You had been blowing, you had been blowing her out. Yes. Every and so week. she was we had so many tests before then. Yeah. So I feel like she knew that I had a good eye that I could, that I could actually do the job, but I was, yeah, I mean, I just had to be honest with her. I was like, you know, I don't come from the Broadway world. Mm-hmm. So I would just 
you have more experience. If you don't mind, if we, if I can pick your brain, you can help me out on this. It would be great. And she was really nice. Hooked me up with one of her wig. Oh, even before, yeah, she hooked me up with one of her wig makers um, that we got rented a wig from. Everything. She was, yeah, it was amazing. She, that she was is, so nice. That is the best story. I wish everybody in the industry could hear that story because there's so many people that you try to hide it. And that's the best fake it till you make it story I've ever heard it because you like medium faked it. You know what I mean? Like you, when you're just I can honest. do as much as I knew I could. I'm like, I yes. know I can style this wig. I know I can get yeah. her what she wants. Yeah. But I'm like, now once we're actually applying it. Right, right. And I there's so many. Help. So many people lie and then they get there and then, you know, the actor starts to get, it's like a cat, you know, they like start oh. to go like, uh oh, uh oh, this, oh no, no, I'm going to go yes. on camera now for 14 hours with someone who doesn't, you know, and when you were honest with her, you could work together. And you know what, when she signed up to be on the, on the low budget coming up, roses, she knew what she was getting into, you know what well, I mean? You so, would hope. I know that's, that's amazing advice because, you know, and it could go the other way where she like, is like embarrassed that she's on a low budget thing all of a sudden and like tries to fire everybody. And like, what does that get you? <laughs> Nothing. I know. <laughs> no, it was so it was such a great experience. And that's I think to fantastic. this day, I am very, I'm just, it's so hard for me to fake it till I make it. Like I, you know, it just, I don't know. I, it's, does it come naturally? <laughs> right, 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 right. And I think I mean, I'd rather just be honest about yes, it. Yes. No, it's really true. It's really true. It really, really helps. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I, this conversation was amazing. I feel like I need to let you get back to work unless you care to share with me really quickly the, um, your origin story, which I think is amazing. Cause it was like, if I can remember correctly, you were going one way and then had a career shift. Yes. So can yes. you tell me a little bit about that before we go? Yeah, absolutely. So I think growing up, I always, well, I grew up in San Diego and I always saw like Hollywood and film and all of that is like, it just, I found it very exciting. I would, could never be in front of camera like this. You can tell I'm probably fidgety <laughs> so much. I can't tell it. But, uh, <laughs> It makes me so nervous, but I knew that I always wanted to be in that industry. So I decided to go to cosmetology. I mean, decided to go to university for film and cinema and television film in Nor uh, Cal State Northridge. Okay. I did that. I got an internship right away my senior year at Paramount Pictures. And I started oh doing administrative work. It was like research for uh, programming, for research for advertising. I did legal work. I did trying to do finance like I just got different jobs offered as I was working so I would just take them because they couldn't really find what made me happy mm. so from there I was working in LA I decided to move to New York I transferred within Paramount and then all of a sudden I didn't find myself at a studio lot I was in a cubicle and I'm going to work <laughs> every day I'm like there is nothing creative and wow. I could there's nothing about the filmmaking process in my everyday mm. job I'm so this is, is, I'm depressed. I do not like this. Yeah. So I called an old hairdresser, um, Mary Cuomo, who is from San Diego. And she had encouraged me to do hair since she knew me in college. Cause I would trim my own hair between her visits, being a college student and being on a budget. Yeah, yeah. I would try to maintain my color and my haircut. And she would, she just would always tell me, she's like, you should be doing hair. You, you should be doing hair. And I'm like, I really want to work in film and TV. I just, let me, I want to finish school. And then, you know, that's what I really want to do. So when I 
so I, I just did it at that point still I hadn't registered that you could do hair for film and TV I don't know why because you're going to school it was just oh. like yeah it just you know like I it wasn't something that was introduced to me yet so she's like you'll love doing hair um you should definitely go for it so I go to cosmetology school at 25 I think or 24 25 and I let go of the whole film tv like um dream I guess or goal because I was like I'd rather just be happy doing something that I enjoy so I went to cosmetology school um and Oh, and actually, one of the days in cosmetology school, we were on Spring Street because I went to a beta in downtown. In, uh, oh, Soho. yay, yes. And there was like, I don't even know what production was there, but there were all the trucks that you see with production. And apparently, I told my friend, I'm like, you'll see me. I'll be in one of those one day. And I don't remember. She's the one that called me, I think, a week after, a month or so after she saw my credit, my name on something. And I was like, oh my God, I don't even remember saying that. But apparently, I said that. Um, so anyways, I go to cosmetology school, go to like really cool salon in Chelsea. Then I worked for Aveda. And all of a sudden I was doing fashion week. Um, and then I had that film opportunity and I would have to like go to the salon. So all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I can't, like, these are two things that I love. <laughs> so all of a sudden it just made sense. And since starting wow. um, my first movie was also an indie with Ashley Fox, who gave me the opportunity to even get started in any of this, um, it just never stopped. I just kept getting calls. Oh. So it's been definitely over 10 years of film and TV, maybe 13 or so. And yeah, I mean, I love it. I love it. I do love it. I wish maybe calls weren't at four in the morning sometimes. That would be great. <laughs> that would be great. Or, you know, maybe not a 16 hour day. But outside of that, I do love it. I love being, I, I love think the people you get to meet. The they're working on that. They're working on the, yes. the, the, um, the time, the times. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that's how it all happened. I really like, like, though, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go do hair. I guess I'll be at a salon, but within, I don't know, five, five years, I guess, of being in a, in and out, well, not in and out, but in a salon and doing like more fashion stuff it just gradually went to this freelance world. And then all of a sudden it was like a movie and it never stopped. Ugh. So I can, 2009. Can, yeah. Do you have advice for women who are, you know, you know, that, that conversation that, I mean, I have it like 30 times a day, I feel like where people are like, I don't know when I would be able to have a kid. I would not, I wouldn't oh want to stop God. working. I mean, you're, you're doing this podcast you're calling in from Steiner Studios. You have a 10 month, you, you know, 10 month year old, 10 month old. <laughs> so what oh advice, gosh. what advice do you have? Like my advice always is like, just don't think about it. Just do it. It's going to all have work to do out. It. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I'm, you just have to do it. Yeah. You know why also? Cause I, the people that have encouraged me that it's possible to be happy, to be a happy wife, happy mom and happy in your career are Tina Fey, mm. Superwoman, and Vera uh, Farmiga. Vera Farmiga is mm. one of the first people, that was the third movie I worked on. She was number one on the call sheet. She was directing. She was pregnant and had like a toddler. I think her oldest, yeah, I think he might've been a toddler at that time. I mean, you, but you just watched her work. But the cool thing is that she has a husband who, you know, 
like she has the support that she needs. Yeah. I think that's yeah, like the yeah. biggest thing the part, your is partner, when you, yeah. your partner makes such a huge difference, yeah. but also your partner at work also makes a difference. Right. Cause it's like, if you have people that don't yeah. prioritize family that don't have the same priorities as you do, then it does get difficult because you don't that's want right. attention. That's right. And my whole thing is like, I never want like, oh, well, she's a mom. So she has to have whatever, has to leave early or whatever. Like when I'm at work, I'm at work. Mind you, I am at work, but there's like, this is like reserved time. Of- <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. But in yes. general, yeah. But in general, I'm just like, no, you can, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. You definitely can. And I'm still figuring it out because there's moments where I'm like, I am, I'm still figuring it out. And what film but did you work possible. on with Vera? Um, Higher Ground. Okay. She which is my that. third film ever. Yes. She's oh incredible. my gosh. That's like another story. She's incredible. Oh my she would God. go to like, um, is it Stewards? Like the gas stations at upstate with like a little, <laughs> yeah. she would go to Stewards like one evening or in the morning and find a local that she liked their look bring them in she's like I want him to be so and so on this scene within the week or within that day but then there was it was a period piece so we had the 60s we had the 70s we had the 80s so all of a sudden I mean it was like definitely like uh what's it called like a um a crafts type of a job Uh, where uh, it was like uh. I just had a box of (laughs) extensions a box of wigs mainly extensions that I felt like a lot more comfortable with at the time and it was just creating looks just wow. looked out of nowhere. <laughs> wow. It was such a good training. Wow. Wow. And she sounds like an amazing mentor. Like, oh, oh my God, what a great role yeah. model. Wow. Yeah, she was one day, I think we're in Kingston, and she's like, we had a really cool house. And I kept going through the whole house. I'm like, this is really cool. How much is it on the market? <laughs> At that point, I lived in the city. She's like, Lil, I can see you here. You could, I could see you having Thanksgiving with your family at one day. I was like, I think everybody always knew I wanted a family. I was very vocal about it. Oh, you made it. You made happy. it happen. You yes. made it happen. Oh my gosh. Well, you are something to admire. That's for sure. I love our conversation. <laughs> we are having, I'm having so much fun talking to you and I'm just, I'm rooting for you. Thank for you. Emmys. And thank I'm, you. thank you so much for stealing some time away to talk to me. Oh my gosh. Of course. Thanks for having me. It's such course, a pleasure. Of course. More soon. Yes. Thanks for listening, everybody. Next week, we're going to be talking to Dana Kovarubias, who is the costume designer of your new favorite show, Only Murders in the Building. Yes, we talk about Martin Short's purple coat. And Dana shares a lot more gems about working with Sting on the show. So you won't want to miss it. See you then. Look Behind the Look is a Vinyl Foot production, written by me, your host, Tiffany Bartok. Produced by Jace Bartok, edited by Nicole Tucker, with art design by Kelly Riley. If you're interested in learning more, find our video version on the YouTube channel, Look Behind the Look Podcast. There you can see rare photos and clips from our guests. And please follow us on Twitter at LookBehindPod and Instagram at LookBehindTheLook. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And tell your friends and spread the word. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or any podcatcher of your choice. Thanks for listening to Look Behind the Look.